My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, the weekly horoscope for October 12th through October 19th, 2020. And this week, it's very nice to look at the chart and not see so many retrogrades, which I've gotten real used to seeing for the past several months, and you've probably gotten real used to feeling the sort of rehashing things, revising, reviewing things, going backwards, and we go back to that in two days because Mercury is about to go retrograde on the 14th. It's okay. It happens several times a year, three or four times a year. Not too big of a deal. It's going backwards in Libra. Mercury, the planet of communication, business, intellect, the buddhi in Sanskrit, the intellect in Libra going backwards. Reviewing, revising, reflecting on what we've created in our relationships. How has our communication been in relationships? Is there anything that we want to improve? Any lessons that we've learned over this Mercury cycle or the past several weeks? So what do we want to create moving forward? Using our intellect, using our intelligence, the buddhi, of what have we learned? And what can we create in our relationships going forward? So this is a pretty good placement for Mercury to be. And it can be a very positive influence. It's considered a great friend uh, of the dignity of Mercury. So it can be very positive for relationships, great communication, great harmony, and seeking harmony and what's fair and balanced and just and right in relationships and business contracts as well, business dealings and commerce. So this also happens to be Prime Day, I guess. I'm not an Amazon Prime person, but I keep seeing that everywhere. Uh, so it's a great time for sales, business, commerce sort of things. And uh, if you purchase something like technology-wise during Mercury Retrograde, you often will have to have more hassle than you might like. So not the best time during Mercury Retrograde over this three weeks to buy a new iPhone that's coming out tomorrow or buy a new computer or all the other phones. I know, there, I know there's other companies. I'm just like very Apple-centric. Uh, but I know Google and Samsung came out with stuff recently. But generally, when Mercury is going retrograde, it's not the best time to buy new things. It's a time to review, reflect, revise, clean up your technology. If you've got a bunch of emails piled up, a bunch of clutter on your desktop, uh, something you've been meaning to repair, uh, old old computer, uh, old device or something you wanted to repair or sell, or uh, this sort of stuff, cleaning up, closing cycles with Mercury things, business dealings. If you can square away any contracts before Wednesday if possible. Uh, that might be helpful, but you could still do it. You could still do all this stuff when Mercury's retrograde. It's not the end of the world, but there will likely be delays and setbacks. You might have to rehash things and revise things a few times before they're finalized. We have the new moon on the 16th. So new moon in Chitra Nakshatra. So I apologize, I did make a mistake on my monthly horoscope. I got the new moons and full moons backwards because I was looking at my notes and not my astrology app. So sorry for that, but I did leave a, a addendum on that episode. But we do have a new moon on the 16th. So this is the time of new intentions. All right, it's a new opportunity. It's a, a little bit of a clear slate, especially with everything now that's gone direct with Saturn and Jupiter because they've been retrograde for a while, uh, and Rahu and Ketu just moved. Jupiter's been direct for a little while, but Saturn just moved, started moving direct recently. So there's this forward movement happening. Uh, Mars is going backwards, so as far as actions and anything to do with 
physical initiatives and completely new things, not the best time. And there is some indecision there with Mars and Pisces going backwards. It's in the nakshatra of Revati, which is the last nakshatra. So there is like some tying up of things, loose ends, completion cycles. It's the end of the zodiac. So this Mars is going back to like, okay, wait a minute. What did I really learn this year? What have I really accomplished? What have I done? And now they're starting to think about, okay, what am I going to do going forward? Goal setting, vision, ambition, anything like that. And setting your daily habits, routines. This is the time of reflecting on those things. And not, again, not like starting a completely new routine. Like I've never woken up at 5 a.m. I'm going to start doing that now. Might not be the best time. Uh, but it is a good time to look back, as I've mentioned in recent episodes, what were you doing when you were at your best? What activities did you do? Did, what did you not do? Did you like uh, long walks in nature? Did you like to do Tai Chi or yoga or Qigong? Uh, physical activities, looking at those sort of things. Did you like lifting weights and things that are incomplete? Maybe you had a goal this year for how often you wanted to go to the gym or a certain weight you wanted to achieve or strength training goals or yoga goals. Going back to those and tying those up, it's like, what did you think was going to happen in January before all the pandemic stuff? What were your ambitions and goals and uh, things that you wanted to pursue? Mars has the energy to do that, uh, but not so much with completely new things right now. But what did you uh, start but not finish? So going back to those things. We have the sun moving into Libra on the 16th. Now the sun is considered debilitated in Libra. As I mentioned in the monthly horoscope, so this can bring more of that indecisive nature with the Mars and Pisces this indecision indicator and the Sun and Libra is also that because it's thinking about what does everybody else need, what's fair and balanced and not where it's stronger and Sun is exalted in areas where it's very focused on uh, willpower and discipline and initiative and whatever it takes I can do it. But in Libra, it's like, well, what is going to be fair for everybody? What does everyone else need? And this can be a sign of things like codependency and relationships of looking too much to what do others need. So very easy remedy for this of just taking care of your needs first, even if it's just for five minutes of doing like a daily self-care practice, meditation, whatever it is for you, having that time to fill your own cup then yes, you can address what's going to be fair and right for everybody else and take care of everyone else's needs too, but not at the expense of your own. You got to also fill your own cup. You got to put your own oxygen mask on first, as they say, uh, you know, before you try to save other people. So those are the main transits happening this week. We've still got Jupiter and Sag. Go back to your teachers, your gurus, your wisdom, your the source of intelligence and not just like uh, head intelligence, but an inner knowing, like real absolute gut truth. This is the kind of stuff that Jupiter, the guru, teaches us. And it's in Sagittarius, its own sign, very strong, good place to be. It's going to be debilitated in Capricorn before we know it. So enjoy this time of connecting to teachers, mentors, uh, gurus, people that you trust and respect and gaining insight and perspective and always your inner guru as well, your inner teacher, taking time of meditation or reflection or insight, things that will bring you more into your center. Saturn still in Capricorn, 
got a long way to go. We're just at one degree now, Saturn going direct. And we're about to uh, basically passing over where we started with this back in January. And we're about to get back right over where Saturn was when the pandemic started in March. So we can expect the sort of similar vibe as we go into November. That that's that's looking ahead, but when we get to the November horoscope and Saturn crosses back over those same degrees it was when the pandemic started, we can expect some similar vibes of that and uh, similar limitations, delays, setbacks, obstacles as Saturn represents. But in its best expression, everything can be positive, negative, or neutral. We get to choose how to respond to it. We are not victims to external factors. We're not victims of gravity or the tides, the pull of the moon or the weather, right? It's all factors. We want to consider that. We don't want to just jump off a building because gravity will have a force on us. Uh, and we don't want to just uh, just try to start something from scratch right now because Mars has a force on us. And with Saturn and Capricorn, we can't just rush ahead and just do anything we want right now. There's major restrictions and delays that's saying... What is your foundation? What is your structure? What ground do you stand on? And how strongly built is that foundation? As you may know in construction, when a building is built, the, the foundation is even deeper than the building. So I don't know the exacts of this, but I know the foundation is way deeper than we might think it is. Uh, and it's if you want to know how high the building is going to be, look at how deep the foundation is. So I'll go with that phrase. That's a good way to remember that. So if you want to know how high the building is going to be, look at how deep the foundation is. So how deep is your foundation? Right? If you, What are you building your life, your career, your relationships on? It's going to depend where Capricorn is in your chart. For example, if your Aries rising, Capricorn is in your 10th house of career. So what is your foundation that you're building your career on? For example, if your Aries rising or Aries moon. But look where Capricorn is in your chart. If you don't have your chart, go to quietmindastrology.com. You can get your free chart there. You can schedule readings for November when I will start taking readings again and uh, check out your chart there. But what foundation are you building on? And Saturn and Capricorn is testing that. It just started going direct again at one degree. So we're at 1.21 degrees right now. So Got a long way to go with this cycle, another two years or so here, and uh, find your habits that work for you. Is it waking up at 6 a.m.? Is it staying up late? It's going to be very specific and unique to you. There's no one-size-fits-all. I like to get up early, do yoga, meditation, write, read, exercise, and do my most important big task for that day. So that's kind of my looking into my morning routine. I like to drink a little lemon water and have some time to play with my cat, my little kitten who likes a lot of attention. And if I don't give it to her, she will take it. So uh, it's good to make time for those kind of things too. So I've got that foundation of my day and I've had to really re-solidify that. When Saturn started going direct again, I was like, okay, now I really, I got it. And when Saturn was retrograde, I was reflecting on it, kind of reviewing things. Like now I feel really good and solid with it and it feels like a great way to start each day. And of course, life happens. Don't get rigid. Don't get too rigid or controlling about this stuff. Saturn will knock you down. That's what it does. Uh, but find a structure that works for you. Again, Rahu moved to Taurus. K2 moved to Scorpio. That's a big 18-month cycle. 
And I've talked to a few people who are like suddenly obsessed with luxury items and wanting to do really nice things and spend a lot of money. And if they can do that, great. That's Rahu and Taurus. I also know people doing like really deep personal spiritual work and really just diving into the depths of their psyche and their soul and doing deep transformational processes. That's K2 and Scorpio. It's a great time for both of those things. You might tend towards one or another, depending on a bajillion factors in your chart. But that's Rahu and Taurus, K2 and Scorpio, time of increased energy and focus around wealth assets. Maybe you've never invested before. I'm looking more into investing. I've done some investment investing in the past and some basic stuff. I know the basics. But I was just suddenly, when Rahu went to Taurus, I was like, I, I, why am I not studying investing more? I should learn more about this. This is important. So I've been listening to some great books on that. Uh, the Little Book of Common Sense Investing is one I've liked recently. And just basically anything Warren Buffett says, he's been very successful with this. It's a great resource. And of course, K2 and Scorpio. K2, the, the attachment, the spiritual, the etheric, beyond form, beyond matter. The Purusha in Scorpio, the, the depth, so a deep water sign. And it's also ruled by Mars. So Mars energy can be uh, sort of sneaky, manipulative, dark, esoteric. Going into the dark, esoteric side of things with Halloween around the corner, if you celebrate Halloween, uh, you can play with that, have some fun with that, and uh, make it a more spiritually informed sort of pursuit. Uh, a very interesting audiobook, actually. I just found this. This is very K2 and Scorpio. It's by uh, Napoleon Hill. You may know has written the book Think and Grow Rich in the 30s. He, he, he interviewed like all of the great people of the time, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, uh, Dale Carnegie, all these people of the time, uh, and kind of synthesized all of their uh, principles of success into the book Think and Grow Rich. But he also wrote this book called Outwitting the Devil, which was never published in his lifetime. Very interesting stuff. And he basically talks a lot about uh, talking to your inner self, which in our perspective with yoga and Ayurveda and Vedic astrology, we might know as the Atman or the true self, that knowing wisdom within us, like that Jupiter energy within us. Uh, but in this book, he's actually interviewing the dark side and the devil Right. So whatever your religious beliefs, uh, it's an interesting book and in very interesting conversation. A lot of insights into that. Uh, very K2 and Scorpio. It's like hidden deep in the depths of things, the spiritual pursuits, kind of the dark side of things. So we've all got a dark side. We can work with it intentionally or let it sort of consume us uh, unintentionally. I've always liked the quote, uh, if we bring forth what is within us, what we bring forth will save us. If we do not bring forth what is within us, what we do not bring forth will destroy us. Remember first hearing that quote and just stopping and having to write it down. It's so important that we bring forth whatever gifts are within us. We all have something unique to offer. And we all have a shadow side that can just derail all of that. And it's basically the antithesis of whatever you want and whatever you feel called towards. And it will drag you down and make you drift off course as it talks about in this audiobook. So if you've struggled with that stuff, I certainly have in the past and I'm certainly aware of it. It's certainly active in me. It's there uh, and I have to be mindful of it. 
I'm not transcended it for sure. It's a very human experience to have those dark thoughts and dark sides that can drag us down and make us procrastinate, be lazy, whatever. Uh, but this audiobook gives a really good insight into that. So recommend checking it out. I like to use the app Scribd, by the way. It's uh, S-C-R-I-B-D. It's like a Netflix for audiobooks. And that's on there. And there's lots of great stuff on there. So no sponsorship with them, but I just like it and use it. And uh, as a yoga teacher and somebody researching astrology and yoga, I can actually write it off on my taxes. So it's very relevant to everything I do. Uh, but Scribd is a good resource. That book, Outwitting the Devil, is a good resource. And uh, looking into investing, the little, little common sense book of investing or something like this. Uh, it's a great book on investing, Rahu and Taurus. Or you can just splurge on luxury items like I've seen some people do, some uh, acquaintances I know. So if you've got the resources, have fun with it. It's a, it's a good time to do that, but just know it's sort of empty of meaning. Rahu is illusion. K2 is illusion. Uh, this, there's illusions about Taurus right now. Luxury, wealth, stability, security. There's, there's a lack of completely clear thinking around those things right now. And that's okay. That's just part of the process. And we can we can go with that and uh, just sort of enjoy the ride and, and make the most of it. But also make sure we take care of our homes and our resources and our assets and, and use that infinite energy of Rahu to uh, make those things more stable and secure in a pragmatic and tangible sense. So that's what's going on this week in astrology. And I hope you found this helpful. Next week, Venus becomes debilitated when it moves to Virgo. So that brings some challenges for relationships. We'll talk about that. And if you have any questions, anything you'd like me to share in future episodes, I'd love to hear. Send me a message at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram or jeremy.quietmind.yoga. It's my email address. Again, you can schedule readings for November at quietmindastrology.com. And you can check out the Vedic Astrology 101 course at quietmindastrology.com. Also, my free PDF guides are there. And uh, all my other yoga stuff is there as well. I give away free weekly yoga classes over on the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I think it's very, very helpful to practice yoga and astrology and Ayurveda all together, these sister sciences, because they work incredibly well to address the mind, body, and spirit in all aspects of our human experience. So I hope you find this helpful, and thank you for listening. hope you have a great rest of your week.